You're listening to Football Day with Mike and Jake on Dynasty Sports Empire. What is going on, everybody? And welcome to Football Day with Mike and Jake. I'm Mike. And I'm Jake. Before we get started, I just got to ask you, Jake, a, a quick question of, it's early in the season, obviously, but a lot, of, a lot of websites are starting to fire up their best balls. I know DraftKings, they have theirs up now, but they don't have tournaments placed yet. But Fantrax, Underdog, they have some. I'm already, I've already got my hands full. I'm in right now three slow drafts for fan for Fantrax, and I've already drafted six best balls for, for Underdog. Jake, where are you at right now? I've done three best balls on Underdog in the rookie sophomore tournament. Yeah, and I was very intrigued actually when I saw that because I've never, I've never seen a rookie sophomore draft before. And for you listeners that are wondering the same thing, is what that is is simply as what it says. That's just your player pools, just rookies this year and the rookies last year, and your your roster is one quarterback, one running back, two receivers, one flex. And then you have your your lengthy bench. And I've had a lot of fun drafting those. So it's quick. It takes about five about five to seven minutes, and your your draft's over. It's in a four man four man league, so you only got to beat three people to move on. And, and underdog has a big $10 tournament that's 70% full right now. So definitely dig into that. Yeah. Underdog is uh, very unique in the sense that it has the rookie sophomore. That's the only place I've seen it everywhere else. They just do regular best balls, right. which is just going to be your full player pool, not just a, a rookie sophomore or something like and along those lines. So it's, it's very intriguing. Uh, it seems like underdog is just a unique site. You know, our next podcast will be dedicated to this this rookie sophomore draft because I know for a lot of you guys that are there in dynasties and keepers, you guys have your your rookie draft coming up if you have not already done it. Uh, speaking of that, this podcast, uh, Jake and I, our dynasty that we took over this year, co-managing the team that dropped out on this uh, 10, 10 year league. Uh, we had our rookie draft last weekend, and we're gonna go over all the all the picks in the, the first two rounds anyway. There was a bunch of trades that happened. We'll talk through those and all of that type of stuff. But uh, for the rookies, the rookies and sophomores, the next next podcast we want to dedicate that to like the ADPs of where people are viewing these rookies and sophomores over the uh, over the the other one. We're gonna go over what we think about that. But right now it's it's gonna be first it's gonna be a lot of digging into best ball best ball rankings. I know underdog the one we're using right now they have a giant twenty five dollar one open now. And then I was contacting the customer support, and they said they're open up a $5 big tournament here pretty soon. So keep your eyes on that. But other than that, we're, we're going to dig right in. Jake, do you have anything before we get started? Uh, let's, let's just dig right into this rookie draft. Well, before we do, I just want to say something about Dynasty Sports Empire. I know today Jake and I both bought a bought an orphan team. To uh, oh, Yeah, that's right. That's right. We were both excited about seeing these orphan teams available and we had to take advantage of yep. it Yep. so on top of the at least one to two leads i'm, t- I'm gonna b- go new this year in dynasty i also bought a team today so take a look at dynasty dynasty they have two quarterback leads standard leagues idp leagues you name it 12 team 14 team 16 team plenty of stuff plenty of options and they're a ton of fun you don't have to worry about people going mia because like we just said jake and i both bought orphan teams which are players that dropped out, so we just take over that team and we keep going. So you have to worry about inactive owners. So it's a very, very good website to play for all sports. Jake and I play it for it for basketball, baseball, football, 
you name it, we play it. But now let's dig right into our draft. So, Jake, do you want to talk about how, how this league is, how our league's set up? And then we'll, we'll as far as like it's tight end premium, it's non-PPR, and then we'll go into the draft. Yeah, so it is, uh, as Mike just said, it's tight end premium and non-PPR. So the tight end gets, is it? It's a full point PPR. It's a full point PPR for a tight end only. Um, so everything else is standard. Yep. And then the unique part about this league, and Mike can go more into detail with it, it's uh, contracts. So, like, you have salary, you have you have to give players contracts that you're keeping. Um, it's it's very it's a very unique way going into the regular draft, not the rookie draft. Right. So you have to keep so much salary for the rest of your roster after you have your keepers. And then for you listeners that are already in these these contract leagues, you guys kind of know the deal. But just for the ones that don't, just a, a general a general summarization of, of, of a league like this is it's basically like the actual NFL. <laughs> like you get a salary cap like an auction league. And the players that you keep, they get put on a contract. And you have to honor that contract or it's dead cap for your team. Your rookies that you draft, if you keep them on your taxi squad, like in the real league, you don't. You basically don't, you basically don't pay anything until you activate them. In three years, those players have to be activated. So it's always nice to have a good uh, taxi squad coming up while you have a competitive team. I know there's a couple of teams in our league where they have solid starting rookies that are still in our taxi squad. So once it's time that they get, they want to rid the contracts so of that they have. Like if, if let's just for an example, if they have, uh, I don't know, like a Christian McCaffrey is like twenty dollars more than his his projected cost. But they have, I don't know, like a DeAndre Swift or something in the taxi squad that's 90% less money. They'll just let Christian McCaffrey go or trade them before the season ends for draft capital or whatnot. And then promote their taxi squad player and save a ton of money going to the draft, the live draft, and go bid on a, a running back or whatever the case may be. So it's very money-driven, very contract-orientated, so you have to know your numbers. So it's, it makes it very, very interesting. So people are always wheeling and dealing, and we're about to talk you through draft day, first two rounds of the rookie draft. So um, we'll get it started right now. Like we said, it was a tight end premium league. So who got, who do you guys think went first? And this was a no-brainer in my mind. There was a couple guys that were sitting in the two spot and the three spot that thought this guy would fall to them. So they're pretty confident that they were going to get their guy because who drafts a tight end number one in the draft, right? Well, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts went 1-1 in this draft. Now, the, the interesting thing about that pick is apparently we found out at the draft that was the first time a tight end went one one in a tight end premium league. Yep, that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, that says a lot about Kyle Pitts, and especially I mean, in a tight end premium, I couldn't. I, I'm not gonna disagree with that at all. I mean, no, I even even just in a regular uh, PPR league, I could see him going one 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 two or one three anywhere in there. You can't you can't argue with where they right. take him really. And this happened before Julio got traded, so if you put into consideration if this happened after Julio got traded, then that's an even more reason to say, all right, Kyle Pitts is a unanimous 1-1 because it's him and Calvin Ridley, and that's it. So, great. I mean, I got no no arguments from here. I know a couple guys in the room, they're like, oh, whoa, Najee Harris is still there. Like, okay. But with Najee Harris being sent, he went went 1-2 overall, 
which actually to the same team. Right. <laughs> he's he's a ringer in this league. We found out real quick that he his strategy is basically he's gonna he's gonna get a ton. Of, he's gonna get. He had a lot of studs, and once they were on their last year, their contract instead of paying them, he got rid of them for draft capital. So he gets first round picks for good players because he doesn't want to pay overpay for them for the next year. And that's the type of strategy Jake and I are going to use uh, coming into this league. So, and you could see the, obviously see it works out well. I mean, he got with a one over one overall pick and the second pick and turned around for, for Kyle Pitts and Najee Harris. I don't know if you ask me, Jake, I, I value who went three over who went two. Cause I'm a big Javante Williams well, fan. If you, uh, Listeners, listen to the Running Back Rankings podcast. I actually said Javante Williams was my RB one in the draft. Yeah, for Dynasty. So, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna disagree with taking Najee Harris, but you really can't go wrong, right? I just don't think that Pittsburgh has the the line right now, but. Pittsburgh is generally good at creating an O line. If so. I was in his shoes, I would have traded that one two. I would have moved back for one. To one three and try to get like a third round pick or something, or even the one four. I mean, right. just move back. You right, don't, you don't need Najee Harris because is probably not the best running back in the class. Najee Harris is going to go first running back off the board in almost every single draft. And that's just bold of myself and Jake by both both of us ranking Javante Williams over Najee Harris because I'm, Najee has he has the resume, he has everything behind him to, to solidify him at that spot. It's Javante Williams. I just believe he's going to be the better running back throughout his career, um, which obviously we just said that. Number three, one three overall, went to Javante Williams. Not much to say. We said everything about Javante. Great pick. And number four, another running back came off the board, uh, which is pretty interesting, especially in a non-PPR league in Travis Etienne. Uh, like Jake mentioned, I think two or three podcasts ago, is Travis Etienne, he's actually been playing primarily in the slot. So far in training camp, not taking in in the rookie OTAs. Um, Urban Meyer said he is not going to run Travis Etienne at running back. So this is like as Mike just pointed out, that's a very interesting pick in a non PPR league because you're going to see Etienne getting most of the passing downs. You can like I can see his, his stat line being like three carries, twelve yards, five catches on seven targets for. 50. Yeah, it's gonna. It's he's he's a PPR running back. He never should have gone one four in my opinion. But you, you can't argue because you maybe James Robinson was just a one hit wonder, and or maybe John, James Robinson's a true running back, and they want him to stick to strictly running, and they're gonna have Travis Etienne pick up all the the receiving, the third I, down work. I think they want a one two punch. I think that just limits him though. So oh yeah, absolutely. Especially so one four is not a good pick for no. him. And I mean, if, since we have like a couple minutes, just talking about the Jaguars' offense. I mean, look at the look at all the weapons they have. Like, it's gonna be tough to see like who's gonna be the the odd man left out. Like, is it gonna be a little bit Lavisha Chenault? Like, there's a lot of yeah. weapons out there. Chenault, Chark, Tim Tebow. Yeah, I heard Tim <laughs> Tebow's not gonna make it. Yeah, I, I I honestly don't think he's gonna make it. They got it. Starvin Marvin. Um, they got Colin Johnson, who's uh, upcoming sophomore. You know, Marvin they, Jones. Yeah, they they got they just got a plethora of weapons, and how are they going to use them all? You know, how are they going to make them all fantasy relevant? Well, they got they got the defense to do it because their defense isn't that great yet. 
So there'll be plenty of opportunity, I guess, to see what they do. And who knows? Maybe James Robinson goes down early or Travis Etienne breaks a couple of big runs and they go from there. Nothing better for a rookie quarterback than a shitty defense. Right, right, (laughs) right. So the next pick's actually from the same team. Uh, He, right after he got Travis Etienne, he went and he drafted Jamar Chase, first receiver off the board at at, uh, 1-5. I have no issues at all with Jamar yeah. Chase as my number one. Yeah, I, I can agree with him being the number one wide receiver off the board. It's it's pretty self explanatory. He has the he has a resume. He's I mean he's he was a beast in his last season at LSU. It's just how's he gonna how's he gonna be after that one year off? Right, right. And then this is when it starts getting interesting. We have our first trade in this league is the very same player that had picked one four. 1-5, and he goes and he trades to get 1-6. He uh, and This is kind of an interesting trade, if you ask me. Uh, he traded T. Higgins, his second-round fifth pick in this year's draft, and next year's first-round pick for this 1-6 pick. Now, before we say who we got, what do you think, Jake, about him trading T. Higgins, his 2-5, and his next year's 1 for the 6th pick? I thought he got a, another a player for that too, but I I could be no. Wrong. That's all he got. I might not be remembering it right, but that is way too much. <laughs> especially now, especially if you already had two picks in a row. If you're gonna give up that much for a third in a row, like I think it's a little overkill. You get you gave too much for to have three picks in a row. Like, I mean, I I can understand not having a wide or two wide receivers from the same team. I. I understand that logic, but you're giving up too much just to get another wide receiver in the first round. You know what he did, though? He got those three picks in a row so he could take the best available at receiver and running back because he got Travis Etienne, which is the next technically best receiver on your rankings, Jamar Chase, who's your number one, and then for his 1-6 that he traded for. he didn't have to. He didn't need to. He he could have waited. He didn't need to get those... You could have not given up T. Higgins because T. Higgins was a rookie last year. and T. Higgins went off last year. I, and he's got a quarterback that throws about 50 times a game. And instead, he went and he got a receiver that has a questionable quarterback at the helm in Devontae Smith at 1-6. And I just don't know if that's the move I would have made because now you're comparing T. Higgins to Devontae Smith. And I think... Quite honestly, you can compare them pretty similarly as in production with, I think, the advantage going to T. Higgins. Well, what do you think about just comparing those two receivers? I mean, it's pretty close. Well, I honestly don't like the player as much as everyone else does. I'll just pretend that that Jalen Hurts is mediocre this year. Like he, he can complete passes. I'm still taking T. Higgins. And now he added his second-round pick and a first-round pick. Yeah, I'm... It, it was a bad trade, in my opinion. Right. First off, I don't like Devontae Smith. I think he was overhyped. I don't honestly think he should have won. If if everyone was healthy, I don't think he would have won the no, I mean, Jalen Wiseman. Jalen Waddle outproduced him the first four or five or six weeks. Um, Devontae Smith is was he was he solid? Was he great in uh, he was college? Amazing. He, he was yes, he was no doubt. He was a solid wide receiver. But I don't think that uh, translates as well as everyone thinks in the NFL. Right. I agree. And especially when 
That's trade bait you could have avoided, and you could have probably gotten Devontae Smith a little bit later, especially when 1-7. Uh, this guy took the first – he took Trevor Trevor Lawrence off the board at 1-7, which, whatever, that's fine. I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence is obviously the best quarterback in the draft class. He's in a very fantasy-friendly offense. He's got weapons all over him. I uh, can't knock him at all for taking Trevor Lawrence at 1-7. His defense is going to help him out. Right. Because – Plenty of garbage not, Yeah. They're, they're not going to help him out by getting the lead. I'm hoping that Trevor Lawrence ignites DJ Chark and gets him back on track because I like DJ Chark when he was Me too. I have, well. I have Dynasty. Uh, dynasty share of yeah, him. Yeah, I have a Dynasty share of him. So I'd definitely like to have uh, Trevor Lawrence reinvigorate DJ Chark. Yes, 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 yes. And the same guy that just drafted Trevor Lawrence at 1-7 also had the pick for 1-8, and he went with another running back I love, not this year, but next year. And or no, yeah, this never mind. I, I, can, I, 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 you can make a case for liking him this year. Yeah, I'll say this. Year, I, I don't know who I was thinking. You I know, was thinking of uh, Jeff Wilson just got. You were probably thinking of Michael Carter. No, no, he'll come back to me. Oh, but Jake, um, you tell what's one the one eight pick. So the one eight is Trey Sermon, and I honestly think he is. He would have been a better pick for the one four instead of Etn. Yep. Just because of it's it's uh, not um, PPR, but Trey Sermon, you have one of you have arguably the best offensive line. You have you're probably I'd, I'd say he's let me the cut you third, off real quick. What? Elijah Mitchell is who I was thinking of would, would be good for next year because Jeff Wilson's contract's up as well. Oh as, yes, 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 yes. Anyway, continue. All right, so you're are you're Probably gonna. You were probably slated at the RB three once you got drafted, but then Jeff Wilson went down. I believe he has a meniscus injury, and you so you get moved up to RB two. Well, as we know, Raheem Mostert can't stay healthy. There's you're probably gonna see playing time right away, and and even if you don't, the 49ers love to run two running backs. Yes, you're gonna you're gonna both of them. You're gonna see playing time this year. And if Trey Sermon knows anything, he knows he can beat out the starting running back like he did in uh, yeah. Ohio State. Ask Master Teague. Yeah. So I yeah, I, love, I love Trey Sermon. That was a great pick yeah. at one eight. Yep, absolutely. Number nine, new team. We got another trade, and this is actually a lot of. If you guys are listening to different fantasy podcasts and stuff throughout this off season, you're probably wondering if you have Deshaun Watson, can you get rid of him? Should you get rid of him? And this trade for this 1-9 was involved with Deshaun Watson. So the guy that acquired the 1-9, the, the he traded Deshaun Watson. Van Jefferson, who, by the way, I love coming into this year as a sleeper. Their, two, or their, two, their second round pick, for, or their second round fourth pick, and their second round sixth pick of this year. They traded all of that for the 1-9. So Deshaun Watson, Van Jefferson, their 2-4, their 2-6 for the 1-9. What do you, before we go into who they picked, Jake? What do you think about what do you think about that? Well, obviously, it's only a a good trade for um, the person trading away to Sean Watson if Deshaun Watson doesn't play, right? Because if he you know finds out that he's innocent because and then gets traded, if, if he if he can play, you just traded away a top five quarterback, and they <laughs> drafted a quarterback, yeah. in that same scenario, yeah. I mean, so this guy, this guy traded away Deshaun Watson, Van Jefferson, their second round pick, 
their second round fourth pick, their second round sixth pick, and they went and drafted Trey Lance. So now hearing who they drafted, you obviously got a steal if you just traded Van Jefferson two four and two six for Trey Lance, essentially. Um, but if, if Deshaun Watson ends up playing at some point, that is an awful trade. Right. And that's one thing, I mean, I'm not going to go too far off the railroad tracks, but I haven't heard a single thing about Deshaun Watson case, Deshaun Watson's cases, or he hasn't even been put on the, the commissioner's exemplist yet. So that's no. also kind of intriguing to think about. So, I mean, myself, I'm a, I'm a, I, I have Deshaun Watson in one league in Dynasty and Dynasty Sports Empire. So it's kind of. Riddling to me because I don't know what I want to do. Me personally, I would not trade him just because you're going to get ripped off. I mean, well, for me, I've gotten asked a couple times, and I've gotten not, I have not gotten trades because they've come to me and asked, "What, what do you want for Deshaun Watson?" Because they're probably trying to get him for the cheap. My asking price right now for Deshaun Watson is a first round pick in your rookie draft, and either a third round pick or just a, like a just a mid tier player, a mid tier player, and that's my asking price for him because you just there's no information right now at all about Deshaun Watson, so I'm not going to trade him. And then and right after the training camp, he no. seems that he's fine. You're sitting on a gold mine. If Deshaun Watson plays, you got Dak and Deshaun Watson. Yeah, well that's so, yeah that's. I would I would definitely just wait it out if I were you, but yep, that's yep, yep. that's just my opinion. So Jake, before we go to the the, the tenth pick of the first round, can you uh, beer me? Oh, I sure can. So there you go, sir. Thank you. All right. So the one ten, I believe, actually now, the one ten. I actually really liked what they did here. Yeah, we actually just talked about this guy, Jay. So I'll let you take the reins. So one ten. Oh no, they took. Uh, I thought this one was the quarterback. No, we just talked about the quarterback. They took. Oh, never mind. I'm thinking two one. Yeah, my yeah. bad. One ten, we got Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, my my uh, second favorite wide receiver. And yeah, there's absolutely no issues at all getting Jalen Waddle towards the end of the tenth round or end of the first round, pick ten. So got, he's got great chemistry with Tua already because he played with him at college. I think he's going to be better than Devontae Smith. Devontae I, Parker's already hurt. Oh really? I didn't hear that one. He's questionable. Oh but, god, I mean, he's been yeah. <laughs> It'll be a long season again for him. But, I mean, this – I mean, talk about this Miami offense for a second. This, they got some weapons. Yeah, they got – they're young, and they got weapons. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Adding if, Will Fuller to this mix. If, yeah, after the first four weeks. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun I mean, if – Preston uh, Williams' time's going to shine. Yep. It's going to be a lot of fun if Tua can – not turn over the ball like he did today for I think he threw five picks five picks in the scrimmage today yeah but that's practice I showed Jordan yeah. Love throwing basically five touchdowns and right 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 I never take practice the grain of salt it's we didn't we didn't see Tua do that all at all last year and now he's doing it in the first scrimmage mm-hmm. I don't know that I can believe that's gonna happen or continue to happen but we'll see you know what Jake so. Remember when you said you thought there was more to that trade for um, for Trey Lance? Yeah. So my notes were kind of jacked up. So the guy that drafted Trey Lance, 
He traded Deshaun Watson, Van Jefferson, the 2-4 and the 2-6. And he received Michael Pittman, next year's first, and then obviously Trey Lance. So it was Deshaun Watson, Van Jefferson, 2-4, 2-6 for Pittman, 2022 first, and the 1-9, which was Trey Lance. I was going to say, that, that just did not sound right. Yeah, I don't know why he I didn't notate got, that. He definitely that got pick. ripped off if that was the original uh, trade. But yeah, that sounds a little better. Still, you're still on the losing side of Deshaun Watson and ends up right. playing. I do love Michael Pittman, though. Uh, we'll get into that when it comes to next week's podcast for yep. the rookie sophomore because I'm finding myself drafting scooping a lot up. of Pittman. Yep, because he's being disrespected. He's fallen pretty far down. So, anyways, so who he got out of that trade for the Trey Lance trade is he went and he took uh, Ron, uh, Rondale Moore, which I, I love Rondale Moore in Dynasty. I don't like him this year, but I love Rondale Moore for Dynasty. He's, you could see some spurts from from him this year, but we'll see. Uh, he's just in a good young offense. Right. He's got great young quarterback. He's got D Hop. He's got I mean AJ, most, AJ Green, but you can still learn stuff from him. You right. just, Christian you're not Kirk. See a lot. And Christian Kirk showed that he's gotten every single opportunity to take over that spot, and he hasn't. And he hasn't. So that opens the door for the next man up, and Ronald Morris the next man up. And it won't be this year. Like Jake just said, he's going to throw, he's gonna, he's show you some spurts. But what I like about him a lot is he's a burner. And Kyler Murray is one of the greatest in the league at extending the play and getting outside of the pocket. So you're going to see a lot of broken plays and just a lot of scrambles and rollouts, and he's going to find Rondell Moore. So that's that's definitely a the dynasty target that I would look for to have Rondell Moore. D-Hop is going to be your 1-2 in, in uh, Arizona real soon, and it's going to be pretty nasty. Next, for the last round pick of the for the last pick in the last round, and I actually think Jake that'll wrap this podcast up. So we'll just do the first round of this podcast, and the second podcast will be the second round. And the last pick, guy you talked about earlier, Michael Carter. Michael Carter went one twelve, and I don't know about you, but he's That's, gonna be a sleeper. Yeah, he sure is. I we honestly thought uh, we were gonna get him at the two three. But he ended up going into first round. Um, he's, I mean, Tevin Coleman is the starting running back there. Right. What has he ever done when he's the starting running back? Absolutely nothing but get hurt. Right. Michael Carter was taken by the Jets for a reason early, and they're going to utilize him. He actually, on some some occasions, outperformed Javante Williams at UNC. And he kept while they pace were too. Like he, he wasn't. Yeah. No. They were consistently getting right around 100 yards each in games. I mean, th- he's he's no joke. He's going to be a good running back. And this isn't a PPR league, but he he was the receiving back out of that tandem. The other the other thing that's super interesting is they drafted a I believe it was a left guard or it might have been a left tackle. The year before, they drafted the other one, so either a left tackle or a left guard. You solidify the left side of your line, and it does wonders for you. Ask DeMarco Murray. Yeah. I mean, ask, ask any – ask Sean Alexander. Right. <laughs> there's there's plenty of fantasy-relevant running backs that aren't – that were never really that good, that were just um, good because of their line. And you got Michael Carter, who is a good running back, 
and who is going to benefit just from the line alone, not from his talent. Yep. Not only that, but you're playing the Jets, who they have a great defense. They're often skeptical, but this year they have a lot of playmakers on that offense. What I look at more is they have a rookie quarterback that's going to be starting day one. So they're going to look for a lot of high percentage plays, a lot of runs, a lot of check downs, a lot of just short passes. That screams Michael Carter. And I'm going to say it again, it's not a PPR league, but for you guys that are just listening just to get yourself ready for for your season long, your best balls, your your own dynasty leagues, if you're PPR, half point or not, Michael Carter is someone to look at later in your draft. Because like Jake said, all it takes is, oh, hey, Tevin Coleman hurt his ankle again. He's going to be out at least three weeks. Well, guess what? People are going to be bidding 50% at least fab on Michael Carter in the free agency. So get get to that before you're forced to spend your fab money because he's in a good situation. He's got a really small depth chart around him. He's going to be able to work his way. And if he was able to keep, keep, keep pace with Javante Williams, who Jake and I are very high on, he's going to do something special. Don't let this New York Jets team bring him down your draft board. Take him at the end of your drafts and your rookie drafts. You got to be looking at him right around the end of the first, early second, because he, he could do, he could, he could do something for this Jets team. They've gotten, I mean, they're the whole, their, their offense is so young. Obviously they have Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, these young offensive weapons taking I mean, every single skill position. Like these guys could grow in these Jets three, four years, three, four, five years from now could be back to contenders. So the Jets are so up and coming that, Jamison Crowder was actually a candidate to get cut in the offseason. That's that that says something. I mean, Jamison Crowder has been just they got Denzel a, Mims. Yeah, D- Jamison Crowder has been a, a solid slot receiver, and now he now he year. just might get cut because they're they're so young. They they have a lot of talent on that offense, and they're going to be a good offense pretty soon. Possibly just a good team because they have a they had a good defense. Uh, a few years ago, and then COVID hit, and a lot of them opted out. So we'll see. They could be a good, a good solid team Absolutely. real soon. So that concludes our first round of the draft. Our next podcast, we're going to give you the second round, where Jake and I had two picks in the second round. So we'll, we'll get you some insight on that, go over these 12 players and the breakdowns of what we think about them. And then after that, dig into our rookie sophomore best ball, go over ADPs and our thoughts on that. Until next week, bye!